Hello there, everybody. It's me, Gary Kidney, the co-host of You've Got to Be Kidding Me on the Voices of Wrestling Podcasting Network. And I am Liam Jones, my full name, and I am also a part of the Voices of Wrestling Podcasting Network as a co-host, but you've got to be kidding me. We are a TNA history podcast that covers TNA one month at a time. We cover all the drama, all the matches, all the Vince Russo nonsense you could ever want in your life. Have you you heard of TNA? I bet you have. But would it be funnier if two people made jokes over it the whole time? Probably. So if that sounds like fun to you, check it out on this very Voices of Wrestling podcasting network, and Liam will do bits and whatnot. This podcast is a member of the Voices of Wrestling podcasting network. Visit VoicesOfWrestling.com to hear the rest of our great podcasts, as well as show reviews, columns, opinions, and updates across the world of wrestling. Hello everybody and welcome to the Super Jcast. I'm Joel, joined by David McDonald. It is Sunday the 26th of March 2023. This is episode 252. And David, do we want to tell them the good news or the bad news first? <laughs> uh, let's give, let's go start with the good news. Let's, let's, uh, let's grease the wheel and then, uh, then we can <laughs> kind of, uh, do our, uh, Jerry Lewis telethon. Right, well, the good news is David's got a new soundboard to play with, oh. which is going to dramatically increase the quality of this podcast tenfold. <laughs> yeah. So get used to that. You're going to be hearing that a lot. <laughs> it's going to be snare drum central. Oh, and, and also... All right. Yeah. Uh, so if we can customize that, we could put all of uh, Andrew Rich's stingers on there. Yes. Yes. And... Um, yeah, again, other like little sound clips and shit like that. So that's good. I mean, come on, Joel. How great. <laughs> it's fucking awesome. All right. Yes. And, and we can customize it to, uh, have other goofy things. So yes. Awesome. All right. That's, that's, that's good news, right? Uh, why don't you hit him with the bad news? <laughs> right. The bad news is the, the fine folks over at Zencast are, are charging us for this. So they, yeah slapped this uh, new ruling where what was how much free audio do we get to produce per month two hours two, two hours. hours so we'd have to re- reduce each podcast episode to 30 minutes if that right because yeah because there, we have to split the it's between oh yeah no so we yeah, yeah, 15 minute minutes <laughs> <laughs> which is you know barely enough to get our dick jokes out of the way right so that's a non-starter. Um, and yeah, we're having to pay $20 a month for the privilege of producing this uh, free audio for you. So we don't usually like to start the podcast this way, but um, here we are begging for money. Yep, we certainly are. Um, again, it's not earth-shattering money, obviously, but it's just money. Eh, come on, now we're we're losing money in this deal now. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um so, uh, look. Yeah, we, we should not have to be out of pocket. We should not be in the red right. for doing this crap. Right, right. I had to go to my wife and be like, well, listen, dear, we're going to have to turn off the electricity. I got a, I got a podcast to, to do. <laughs> Sorry, no food for Esther and Arthur today. <laughs> but we have got a soundboard, so. <laughs> we sure do. Go do it. Do the bit of a Yay. That's, I mean, not for nothing. That's worth twenty bucks to me. I gotta be, I gotta be truthful. It really is. Uh, so listen, you know the, you know the drill. Uh, we're gonna ask all you uh, fine young cannibals to 
dig deep into your wallets, purses, handbags, backpacks. Give us some fucking money, please, so we can do this uh, consistently. Again, it's not going to kill us, but it, we shouldn't be in the red. And uh, we're going to be in the red. And there's only so much of that <laughs> when we get annoyed by Twitter comments. We'll just be like, fuck it. We're not, this is not happening anymore. Yeah. Yeah. I, I said before we hit record that if we don't get over a certain amount, and I'm not going to say what that amount is, but if we don't get over a certain amount, we're going to lock the whole thing behind a Patreon. Yeah. There you go. That's it. And Twitter, too. You're not going to get any more pastrami sandwiches. Fuck it all. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Man, that was depressing, wasn't it? I don't know, man. It was just like a pain in the ass to just, just to log in and see that shit. So, all right, look, we'll we'll be fine. But um... <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be great. This is the, a watershed moment in the, uh, the life of Super J Cast. It really is. This is one's going to go down in history. Episode two hundred and fifty-two when they got the soundboard. <laughs> And it all went downhill from there. <laughs> it really did. It really did. Oh, that's going to be so much fun. Okay. So just imagine the possibilities of that uh, tool that we have. So uh, help us out, please. You know, we're, we do a, we do a fine service for you, for you peeps. Um, taking time out of our Sunday. All right, listen, I'm not going to beg anymore. Just fucking give us money. We're going to rob you. <laughs> Yeah, go on it. It's uh, you need to go to Red Circle. I think was it Red Circle? Yeah, yeah. Red, I can't remember what it is. RedCircle dot com forward slash shows forward slash super dash j dash cast. And there may even be a function in there. I believe there is to do a monthly donation. Ooh. So just 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 do like five bucks a month. You're not going to miss that. Yeah, that's what you know. The, the a cup of coffee. Yes, give us a cup of coffee, wouldn't you? You would. If everyone does that. Just imagine if if every listener did that. Just through that chump change our way once a month just yeah. have that rolling ticking over you won't you won't miss it you won't miss it and that's going to make the world a difference world a difference to, to me yeah and being able to put food on my table for my family another question from Liam he says what's <laughs> what is the one thing what's the one thing you've learned about yourself by being a dad uh, the one thing I'm learning now is that this uh, podcast is not financially sustainable for me uh, and compatible with uh, being a parent as well so <laughs> Make that easier for me. Make that decision easier by going to redcircle.com forward slash super dash J dash cast and throwing some money our way or we lock ourselves behind a Patreon. Yeah, that's that's the deal. That's where we're at right now. All right. So uh, are we done with our little uh, telethon? We good? Yeah. All right. I feel like I feel like I should be holding like a Salvation Army bucket ringing a bell (laughs) (laughs) or just playing a drum all right uh i promise i'll <laughs> i'll cut that down a little bit <laughs> it's, i'm just a new toy definitely don't no no i won't it's, it's making me chuckle every time <laughs> and the novelty will never wear off so <laughs> all right um where do you want to go today i mean we got a not as many shows per se i mean it seems like recently but obviously we need to talk about a new japan cup final um but you you steer the boat you know where we're going set sail joel i am leon s kennedy from the resident evil 4 remake in the little boat in the middle of the lake with a monster in it deciding which direction to go there's there's dangers everywhere mm. damon if i take one wrong turning 
then we're going to get gobbled up by a big monster in the lake. So, so I've been playing this game a lot. <laughs> and I'm resentful of having to do the podcast tonight because this is my Resident Evil time. <laughs> I like to play it, put, put the kids to bed, uh, get rid of the wife somehow. I told, I told her to go out on Friday night. She was like, oh, is it okay if I go out with my friends? I was like, yeah, go, don't worry about it. Don't worry. And, you know, try to, you have, you have to sort of do it in that tone where you, you deserve kind it. of, there's like the sort of undertone that you're martyring yourself, but you're not being explicit about it. You've got to try and get that perfect balance so that you think that she's thinking that you're trying to put a brave face on it, but you are actually making a sacrifice, but you're trying to downplay it when actually I'm delighted by the prospect (laughs) of her going out for the night. So I can just, all right, kids off you go, go to sleep, turn off the lights, headphones on resident evil four time. And I'm, very very happy so. nice and arsenal what are we talking about again <laughs> <laughs> right, right. and arsenal winning i saw that like uh didn't they win like 4-1 last week or yeah yeah that was when we recorded last week mm-hmm. uh no match this week it's an international break uh england doing all right actually we managed to beat italy away for the first time since like 50 years so mm. yeah everything uh is going pretty well in the sports department we've got the end of the sumo today which uh spoiler alert it was a uh, kiribayama who won the basho so that was unexpected Ooh. um right new japan okay let's go to dynamite first mm. so that's AEW, you, joel you know. we we do new japan it's AEW. Huh? oh no i've got the wrong bloody show oh, <laughs> i've done the wrong promotion all my notes are about all elite wrestling oh. i fucked up joel. all right <laughs> well we're gonna stick with it i'm right. gonna stay with it uh so this wednesday on the 29th of March in St. Louis, Missouri, Wednesday night, AW Dynamite, live on TBS. We are going to have, uh, so I'll just read this. This doesn't look familiar to me. IWGPUS heavyweight title match. Is that, I've not heard of that one before, Damon. Uh, Kenny year. Omega, doesn't that, doesn't ring a bell either, versus Jeff Cobb. Well, I know Jeff Cobb. I don't recognize this um, rather fetching red championship belt mm-hmm. or, or this Kenny Omega character but uh, yeah it says here the amazing Kenny Omega defends the IWGP US title whatever that is versus Jeff Cobb who aims to bring belt back to United Empire this Wednesday on TBS wow well look finally they dusted it off and decided to bring it out of uh, Kenny's trophy room I guess it's uh that's good right I mean <laughs> what, what do you think of this because I <sighs> This okay. So when Wrestle Kingdom wrapped up and we had Kenny winning the belt, we we're really positive about that. We thought it was a good move. I had absolutely no issue with Kenny winning the belt. Mm-hmm. Almost three months later, he barely brings it out. I, I don't know if this is like a company directive that if he's defending another title, whether it's the or, or challenging for a title, if it's the trios thing or the the triple R, whatever it is he's doing, he's not allowed to bring the US title. And apparently, he did bring it out for like a couple of weeks, but now stop doing it i don't know i don't watch dynamite so i'm not really qualified to talk about it but he's not defended it he's not made it over to japan apparently there's some visa issues going on so i don't know if this is they had plans to do stuff with it that weren't able to be delivered on for reasons that were out of their hands i don't know if this you know new japan have got form for this about slapping one of their secondary titles on someone who just doesn't defend it this is not the first time it's happened so mm-hmm. I'm very happy to lay the blame at the door of New Japan here because, you know, they, they knew what they were doing. Um, but it's not, uh, I can't help but feel that this is a disappointment. This is not what we wanted. No. Um, and it, it does feel like that momentum from that match is, a, you know, a little bit 
has dissipated. I know we have a forbidden door in, in Toronto soon, and everybody's excited for that. And tickets went on sale, and they sold out very quickly, which is excellent news. Um, so maybe it didn't really. But I think the idea of you know having a rematch in that building is forefront in everyone's mind. But I must say that, yeah, it's this is this is par for the course, right? Isn't it? We give the title to someone who is not a full-time New Japan Pro wrestler, and it gets shelved. <laughs> it really does. It happens all the time with this company, and I don't understand it. Like, I just don't understand how you can't see in advance, learn from your mistakes. Um, yeah, this is Bart Simpson with the electrified cupcake. <laughs> right. It's like, out, out, out. That, that is ghetto. Constantly giving his secondary titles over to other people. Go, oh, I can't believe this has happened again. Right. Now, I will say this, that the... The match is going to have plenty of eyeballs, right? You're on a major cable network here in the United States, as well as uh, I believe it's on TSN in in Canada. Um, so from a Western audience perspective, this is – look, it, it's going to get eyeballs. Um, does that translate into fans of New Japan Pro Wrestling? I don't know. I don't want to be negative Nelly, but I mean, do you honestly think that this match is going to create new, new Japan pro wrestling fans? I don't know. But based on what? Like, right. well, Oh, Jeff Cobb lost that match really well. I'm going to sign up for new Japan world to see him lose more matches. Right. Right. It's like, uh, you know, because you're not signing up to new Japan world to see Kenny Omega. Cause he's, he's right. Going to right. New Japan event. Exactly. So, uh, so, I guess my point is, is help me understand how this is going to turn into a positive for New Japan. Just having its title on TV, I don't see how that translates into more viewers. The match itself, well, not for nothing, you can see Kenny Omega every fucking week on AEW. Um yeah, right. Is Jeff Cobb going to be the the thing that? Oh, I gotta I gotta watch New Japan Pro Wrestling now. I don't know. So again, maybe they do like a, a no contest and then have a rematch at the uh, Washington DC show that's still got over a thousand tickets left unsold. Could have done with a, a US title match on that show. You know, the, the New Japan show that the. U.S. title, that's a New Japan title on the New Japan show. Yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe. Just an idea. Just an idea. Just a thought. Throwing it out there. All right. Yeah, I mean, that would be nice. I can't, I, but here's the thing. Do you, can you see Kenny Omega? How about this? Can you see Kenny Omega wrestling on any U.S. show that is a non-joint AEW show? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Probably not. Probably like, not. That's, that sounds like the sort of thing that Tony Khan would uh, not agree to. Right. So, once again, I'm, I'm just throwing it out here, as I like to do, for discussion. Um, as you drive around in your commute and you 
you're thinking about things and life and well, just kind of let this sink in. <laughs> this relationship, aside from pretty decent house shows, or you know, I won't even say house shows, but pretty pretty big gates. And again, it is a positive the, the, when these forbidden door shows happen, buzz and all that. But I just don't know wh- how that correlates to New Japan success. And 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 because we do a New Japan Pro Wrestling podcast, that's really a, you know front and center in my mind. Share with me how this helps. I don't know. Does it? I, I don't. I don't know. I don't think it does. Um, it it pops uh, subscriptions, but I guess my question is is okay. So of the of those of that growth when it comes to New Japan World subscriptions during Wrestle Kingdom, does does New Japan maintain like what's their retention rate of People who signed up in the first week of January compared to where their subscription uh, numbers are in late March. That's what I want to know. I'm done. Uh, Follow up questions from Scott. He says, with Cobb challenging for the US title on Dynamite, how would you guys feel about a Kenny United Empire feud? Who do you see Kenny facing the Forbidden Door? Well, I assume if Osprey is fit and healthy by then, Kenny Osprey 2 is the match. As far as the Kenny United Empire feud goes, I don't know if like one match every three months, I mean, does that, yeah. <laughs> does that qualify as a feud? I mean, sure, I'd be up for it. Fine. I just would like to see more matches, please, if that's not too much to ask for. I, I would like to see Kenny wrestling anyone from New Japan in preferably a higher frequency than, than is currently happening. Yeah. It's, it's, I don't know. They do love to do that, though, don't they? He's really good. I, li- I like Kenny Omega a lot. I want to see him wrestle. He's holding the New Japan title. I foolishly had high hopes on this, but whatever. Hopefully, he can. Maybe he's going to defend it every week on Dynamite. Now it's going to be an IWGP US title open challenge. He's going to defend it against the, the brightest and the boldest from a variety of promotions. Um, <laughs> give me fantasy booking time. Yeah, give me a percentage that you think. Kenny Omega will defend that title uh, at least how about this? I'll say at least once on a pure 100% New Japan Pro Wrestling show. Uh, what? Between this Jeff Cobb match and Forbidden Door? So just, yeah. It, it, so give me your thought. Give me the percentage. Give me your temperature. Whatever you want to fucking scale it at. Does Kenny Omega defend the U.S. title, IWGP U.S. title, on a New Japan Pro Wrestling branded show that is not a joint show with AEW? Yes, he's going to defend it at Wrestling Satsuma no Kuni in Kagoshima. No, I don't think he is going to do that. Um, When is when is Forbidden? Okay, so that's June. Yeah, June. Honestly, if if you were to fast forward and tell me that there's going to be this Jeff Cobb defense and then he doesn't defend it again until Forbidden Door. I'd believe that. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I think that's the way it's going. I, I, I mean, mm. to me, that's exactly what, what we'll see. Um, so, 
once again, I throw it out there. Is it worth it for New Japan to do things like this? And I, I don't know. I, I, I would love Maybe to see they them. like it. Maybe there's there's some sort of like masochistic element to it where they enjoy seeing their second guitar is degraded and, and forgotten about. Maybe that's that's like some sort of kink that Ghetto as he, he gets off on it. I guess he does. Oh, yeah, forget my titles, maybe. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Say the word. Say the word. Intercontinental. That's right. <laughs> Like, I don't even know if the name Jeff Cobb has escaped Kenny Omega's lips at all. <laughs> ever. I don't know if he's ever said the name Jeff Cobb before. <laughs> Jeff Cobb has been doing all the heavy lifting with this feud. He's been, you know, doing really trying his best in these backstage comments as he's losing to Evil and getting knocked out of New Japan Cup to, to try and build this up. Yeah. Does Kenny Omega know who Jeff Cobb is? <laughs> I think he does. He's going to be so. standing in the ring. Sorry, sorry who are you? <laughs> who is this large man in the AEW ring? Uh, they've. They've, uh, I believe they've locked horns before, maybe like in like, uh, I think they did in um, Pro Wrestling Gorilla, like maybe like one of their uh, Bola shows or something like that. I think they actually did wrestle. But yes, of course, it's, 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 it's maddening. <laughs> it really is. Um, and, and like I said, when it, when it was going down in January, we had zero problem with it because once again, we let ourselves fantasy book it and it never turns out. It never turns out. So I guess the best we can hope for is a very good match with Jeff Cobb, which I think we'll see. Um, and then a rematch against Will. I'm adding to the agenda to get a Jonathan Frakes clip uh, on our soundboard okay. of him. Going, it never happened. It's totally <laughs> false. It's a complete fabrication that we can just press that every time we fancy books. Yeah. You know what? Just save ourselves. This is worth, this is worth 20 bucks a month. I gotta be honest with you. <laughs> this is worth it. Um, we get, yeah, please give us your suggestions. I know. Ideally send us the sound clips. So yes. we don't have to do the work. Yes. Yeah. If you're, you're if you're uh, good with that shit, little stingers, like, yeah, you want to hear, I'll tell you what, it. you know who we need? We need Andrew rich. Andrew rich would be fucking great. He probably has like a, like a folder full of them. We'll chuck in there and, Oh, so good. Yes, but if you have stuff or you can create stuff, you know, maybe a little Kenta quote or maybe a uh, something that might be funny, uh, an isolated sound clip. Yeah, we'll chuck it up here and we'll have fun with it. All right, so we beat Kenny Omega to death. Uh, where else you want to go? Collision in Philadelphia. So we've oh, got two I'm, matches. I'm not even going to this. <laughs> I can walk, oh, you're not going to <laughs> I can walk to the arena. Um, no, I'll probably go. But uh, it, the, what, what day is it? April 16th. Uh, it does sound like anniversary time for me. Um, let me just see when my dinner. Oh. Let me just see when my dinner. Res, let me see when my dinner reservations at Nobu uh, are. <laughs> Let's see here. Uh your finger hovering over the council reservation button <laughs> as I tell you what matches have been announced. Uh, so you say Saturday the 15th? April 16th. Oh, yes. Yeah, Saturday, April. F- Wait a minute. Saturday, April 15th 16th. or 16th? 16th. Oh, okay. Well, I have dinner at 6.30 on Saturday at Nobu. Delicious. Uh, but I do have an empty calendar on the 16th so i'll probably be there what do you think of that damon i would rather hear your review of your 
delicious dinner at Nobu than uh, <laughs> whatever nonsense they've got past <laughs> in Philadelphia. Really? I have, what, what, what do we have? What kind of lineup do we have expected for collision in Philadelphia? All right. No, I, seriously. No, well, okay. We've got two matches so far. We've got Gabe Kidd's in a rematch against Eddie Kingston, which was a fantastic match. They wrestled each other on strong uh, last January, I believe. And that got a ton of plaudits. It was, uh, you know, a lot of people's match of the year shortlist. They beat the shit out of each other. So that should be really good. You know, any chance to see Gabe Kidd actually wrestling uh, on a New Japan Pro Wrestling show is Mm. something I'm happy to see. Um, So, yeah, I mean, they're going to sort of tap into their... Um, the various gimmicks like this, you know, Gabe Kidd is doing this uh, young bull thing, you know, following the footsteps of Hiroshi Tenzan, and we know Eddie Kingston and how much he loves the the King's Road style of, uh, you know, Kawaraka Bashi Tawe. So, should be, uh, you know, another great match. I'm, I'm looking forward to that one. The other match announced is Alex Coglin against Tracy Williams in an ROH Pure Rules match. So, that means uh, each competitor has up to three rope breaks that can be used before submissions and pinfalls in the ropes are recognised. Closest punches to the head are illegal. Referee warning, blah, 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 blah. Time limit with judge's decision if it goes that distance. Uh, implication here being that the winner of that could be in line for an ROH pure championship uh, opportunity <laughs> currently held by Wheeler Utah. So, well, how are we feeling? Um... Uh... Oh, okay. I'll tell you what. I'll guarantee my appearance if I can be a judge. <laughs> <laughs> we can make that happen. You know what I mean? Let me just reach out to you. Yo. <laughs> That's, that hurt. No, that was unfair. <laughs> I feel terrible. That's, that was my in. Um, oh, that hurt. Um, but, I mean, listen. During one of the, the 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 most important matches, maybe in pro wrestling history, we've had judges, right? Mm-hmm. We have what do we have? That kid from fucking who dated Missy Hyatt. I forget the kid guy's name, uh, but he was always he's like you know, he was on the Wonder Years. They always just fucking carted him out. Um, I forget his name, but whatever. Uh, but I could do. I could be a judge. I'll judge. I'll come in in a powdered wig with a gavel. <laughs> no, that's the kind of judge. Come on. Anyone? No? No? All right. (laughs) (laughs) See, it's brilliant because if you make a shit joke that just doesn't land and is hanging in the air like a bad fart, you do that, (laughs) that put tish, and it makes me laugh every time. (laughs) It will be great. It will be. Yeah. When I, when I fucking dine a vine with a terrible joke, oh, it's going to be, I'll, I'll fucking rim shot me all night long that sounds hot Look, all your jokes are good and all your jokes make me laugh but sometimes i haven't unmuted myself in time so. ah that's what it is all right i thought okay. you just no sold me just fucking let me stare <laughs> <it> out there <laughs> floating the, into the fucking horizon with a dead joke all right uh so, i mean i'll probably be there honestly i'll, I'll probably be there I, it doesn't look like i have any uh, anything booked so i i would say likelihood yeah. is high all right how about that well, yeah, we've got the DC show on April 15th. We've only got three matches announced for that. I mean, I assume they are waiting for the outcome of Sakura Genesis before they start announcing stuff, um, which is frustrating. You know, we would like to have full cards to discuss and, you know, give chance for people to actually buy tickets um, in good time. But this is New Japan. This is what they do. So 
uh, no point getting annoyed with the baby for shitting in its nappy. So uh, we move on. Uh, Jake says, what do you guys see as a potential main event for Forbidden Door 2? For me, MGF versus Tanahashi makes the most sense to give MGF a big singles victory over an older established talent. But I'm open to hear what you guys think. So oh. I've said before, I think Osprey Omega is a lock if both guys are healthy. Um, last year, we got Mox getting a nice, easy defense against Tanahashi. Do you think they're doing the, the break glass in case of Tanahashi emergency? Do, do we finally get Hiroki Goto for getting his shot at the AEW title, as we all hoped for last year? I mean, MJF versus Goto, that's, I'm sure, a dream match in anyone's books. Um, what, what do you reckon? Who would you put forward as a, a, a safe defense for Maxwell Jacob Friedman? Well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be honest with you. I don't think it should be Tana. Why, why, why would Hiroshi Tanahashi put over MJF? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah, who, Tanahashi hates Jewish people. That's, <laughs> what? That's no. <laughs> <laughs> we going to get time to bleep that. I'm joking. I'm, I'm Jewish as well. It's right, okay. Right. All right. Um, oh, that's, I'm just worried. Have you not seen that Dominion poster, Damon? Apparently that was all Tanahashi. You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> I do. Oh yes, I have. It's not a. It's not something we want to uh, get into. It's a. It's a symbol of of something good, isn't it? It's like a. I don't. I'm not even getting into it. I'm not even. I'm not even. I'm, no. Fuck that. <laughs> um, Tanahashi does not hate Jews. Please, please don't start that rumor. Um. He hates Buddhists. That's true. That I know. That I know. No, but why why the fuck would Tanahashi put over MJF? Like, okay, what about Kenta? I don't. I don't want anybody. Why would anybody have to put over MJF? Make it an AEW because, guy. Um, because we're Tony Khan's bitch. We <laughs> oh, <laughs> have to right. do whatever he tells us to do. <laughs> gotcha. Um. No, I, I listen. I'm going to put my foot my foot down. I, I'm putting my foot down. No one, MJF can fucking wrestle Mox or Daniel Bryan or fucking the return of CM Punk or Dave Meltzer. I don't give a shit. It isn't. It, it, this is not getting MJF overnight on New Japan's back. Fuck that. Fuck that. Have him. Job one of your fucking guys, Tony. Job one of your guys. Let, we don't need this. We don't. I don't know. Tanahashi is. Not, I, I'm telling you what. If I were New Japan, I'd be like, go fuck your mother. What do you think of that? Go fuck your mother. Can you play? <laughs> could you play the uh, dramatic piano music, please? I, I wish I could because I can't find it now. I think I accidentally deleted it. <laughs> I'm, I'm looking. For it. Oh no! I'm looking for I, it. I had a great bit. Now. I know. I'm <laughs> wait, wait. Just let me just make sure. Uh, I don't know where it is. It's gone. Where can I just? I was going to do a hilarious bit where we, we would flash forward into uh, our Forbidden Door Two review show. Oh God damn it! Uh, I can't find it. I can't find it. I can't find it. I, I accidentally deleted it. Yeah, I think I did. But I'll, can you can you can you sing some somber piano music, please? Sure. <laughs> All right. No. <laughs> I, I do have a. I have like this intro outro. Let's try this. Can you work with this? 
So uh, MGF pinned Kazuchika Okada in 17 minutes and 36 seconds with I don't know the name of his finishing move, so I can't I can't even do the bit properly. <laughs> <laughs> this sounds like Stepping Out by Joe Jackson. <laughs> Stepping Out tonight. <laughs> <laughs> All right, very good. Uh, yeah, funky, I feel bad. Well, I do, I feel bad because I accidentally deleted. Because there's a little X if I hover my mouse over it, and I accidentally hit the X, and I can't. I don't know where the files are stored. Um, Twenty dollars down the toilet. Frank statement. Still laughing. So fucking great. All right, uh, fuck MJF. I don't give a shit about him. All right, what do you got? Okay, let's do a New Japan Cup. Um, Aaron Mithler says, is this the most eventful New Japan Cup tour yet? So the mm. tour has come to a close. The tournament's finished. I would say in terms of match quality, there was a lot of stuff that was very good. Not great. I don't think there's anything there that's going to be in my match of the year shortlist. Certainly a lot of high-level stuff, but nothing you know, really... No book-worthy? What do you reckon? Yeah. yeah. I would agree. But lots, lots, lots of eventful stuff. Lots of twists and turns and elevations of people. Um, lot going on. A lot packed into this tournament. Yeah. I think they did a really good job with it. Yes, I think. Um, I think we talked about it last week, where it really did feel like a changing of the guard and and an elevation of um, new stars and fresh faces, and you know, moving up in on on in the ladder on the ladder. About to be a ladder? I don't know. Uh, it's... Uh, I think it's... Uh, the most... What was the question? The most important... What was the wording? The wording was the most eventful New Japan Cup tour eventful. I mean, uh, we're talking modern times here, right? Um... I mean, is Zach tapping out every fucking major star? Well, that was one big narrative, wasn't it? And saying like 2020 stands out with Evil doing his big turn. Mm. Again, that one event. In terms of having sort of multiple, multiple stories and, you know, David Finley declaring himself leader of Bullet Club, which again, I, I should insert here, I think is part of the story. <gasps> I think we as the audience are, are supposed to be saying, hey, this guy's not the real leader, as El Fantasma would say. That's part of the story, guys. S- stay with it. Um, we've got Sanada with his big turn. Again, uh, Davis and Fletcher getting their, their big wins and Hinare and uh, who else? I'm forgetting someone. But um, yeah, there was a lot of different narrative threads going into making one beautiful tapestry of New Japan Cup. I think the argument can be made, right? I think the absolutely the argument can be made that, that you know, at, at the very least, it was interesting in the sense of we're developing new storylines with new people. Yeah. yeah I, I think it's in the running. Yeah. I mean, let's put it this way. Name me another one. I don't, I don't think I can. That had so many different twists and turns when it came to not only who won, but again, making of new stars. This, this, this truly was a making new stars, New Japan Cup. And I know, like a lot of times, we kind of say, "Oh, well, you know, G One's really not about making new stars. It's about blah blah blah." And New Japan Cup is about making new stars. I don't know why we're talking like this. <laughs> um, yes, yes, uh, I would agree with the the statement. It's right up there in the running. 
Well, let's go reverse order then. Let's talk about the cup final first, which was Sanada defeating David Finlay. Finlay, apparently it's pronounced not Finlay, Finlay. Finlay. He says it Finlay. So David Finlay in a very breezy 19 minutes and 56 seconds with his modified DBT. So Sanada won the New Japan Cup 2023. And it's case in point here, what we've just been talking about, Damon, two changed men, you know, the wrestling's been tightened up for both of them and, and intensified. And if you'd said to me two years ago that this would be the final, then I'd have balked at that. So I think it's a measure of how well they've both done in their new roles in a really short space of time. Yeah. Now, I bought this, you know, even after they just had their first round matches, I was, I said, okay, it's, it's locked in. It's a Sonata versus Finlay final and Sonata's winning. That made perfect sense to me, even after just one match, them both in their new roles. Um, you know, it felt like a big time match between two faction leaders. It didn't feel like either of them had been unfairly hot shotted into the role or either was a bad fit because, you know, I'm a record for the last 18 months talking about both of these guys and how much they've improved. So again, proof of concept here. I thought it was a really strong match. Again, it's not an all time great match, may not make match of the year lists for me, but in spite of that, a very high quality match, appropriate and fitting for a New Japan Cup final. And look, wrestled clean as a sheet, despite being between a, a self-appointed Bullet Club leader and a guy who's just turned on LIJ. So that's worth celebrating. Maybe a, worth a conversation in and of itself. Uh, the match time as well, going less than 20 minutes. Yes, please, more of that. I mean, we've talked about the brevity of some of these matches in the Cup and Chris Samson crunched the numbers and it, it's gone significantly shorter in the latter stages than it has in previous years. And um, I thought the closing stretch of this match was really outstanding. I don't think it's getting the love it deserves. I thought the Sanada hometown crowd were red hot. There were some brilliant creative counters and transitions, particularly the trash panda attempt that led to Sanada landing on his feet and nailing Finlay with the shining wizards. And a little hat tip to his trainer Muto that the crowd exploded for. And I, I really feel Sanada's cranked it up to that next level of intensity and fire that's been missing up until this point. And I do love the kayfabe reason for that being Taichi. You know, Taichi's the man to ignite that fire. So if we're assessing both guys and saying whether they're suitable, occasional main event caliber wrestlers for New Japan, I say an overwhelming yes. And, and you know, I agree with what you said last week. They are not on the level of uh, an Okada or Naito or Tanahashi or Omega or even like an Osprey or a Shingo. But, you know, those are generational talents that we've been spoiled by. And Finlay and Sonata, I think, proved here that they are absolutely good enough for their upper mid-card roles. They're not going to be headlining any Tokyo Dome matches, but th- this was good stuff. Well, I mean, yet. Yeah. Um, when it comes to the Tokyo Dome stuff, um, you know, the, 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 the course of a, and I will put in air quotes, a bullet club leader, uh, is, is, is a big boy belt, you know? So I want to be surprised if that were the case. And it is amazing well, is what a new club, club leader. That's the thing, Damon. Oh, we don't know if he's the bullet club. He says he's the bullet club leader. That's right. You know, some people think that he's not the bullet club leader. Well, that's that's could a- be El Fantasmo headline in Tokyo. We don't know. <laughs> uh, I, I think it's a, it's amazing what a new and a, not completely uh, ridiculous amounts of change or paint, but just a little coat of paint will do for some guys and Sonata would probably be top of the list. I'm not saying he's now my new favorite pro, pro wrestler, but uh, he does feel a little bit uh, energized, invigorated, 
Um, and you're right. It, it could have easily fallen into this just heel bullshit, you know, not yeah. And it wasn't. And I think, I mean, obviously that was intentionally done to make, to further give credibility to all that has happened. Um, no, I don't think this final will go down in the ages and the annals of history as, you know, a must watch final. But I do think it's very significant in the sense of we're, we're, we're changing things up a little bit. We're, we're making things a little bit different. And I think that's always refreshing and always good. Now, with that being said, Sonata, uh, uh, he's just, I don't know. I just need a little bit more, maybe a little bit more time, maybe a little bit more. Let's see what you can do ism out of him. I, I Here's the problem. I don't trust him. <laughs> I don't, I don't trust him to be able to, to, to carry this out in a, in a fashion that would be pleasing for everyone. Um, I like the fact that he's with a, a new fresh faction. That's, that's good. I like the new look. Um, let's, I think the jury's still, let's put it this way. If we're talking stonks. Uh, I feel higher on Finley than I do Sonata. Um, just because it's fucking Sonata and he's done nothing for me for years. Um, I like the direction it's going, but I'm cautiously optimistic. Let's put it that way. And the seventh match was the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship match with Hiromi Takahashi getting in his second defense against Leo Rush in 21 minutes, 27 seconds with the time bomb. Two. Surely at this point there can be no Leo Rush doubters left because he can do it all. He can do the, the promos, the tours, he can do tag, singles, big match style. He looks like a, a natural fit. He's fantastic with the, the you know the aesthetics, the face paint, the you know, color contact lens. He really went all out to make it feel like a big deal. And it was a, a terrific match. They really delivered that crowd pleaser back and forth near fall exchanges at the ends. There was an incredible pace to it. He was just working at a breakneck speed there and some great little storytelling beats with him using shows direct drive to try and help him win the match just like hesitating at those crucial moments and failing to get the job done and I feel you know we got a little Kikuchi moment there we set the table for him to have another shot down the line that uh, you know he came agonizingly close here and I think all the fans would want to see him get another crack at that you know and at the very least uh, a deep run in better the super juniors and you know I left this match feeling that I can't wait to see Leo Rush mixing it up with others in the division, in singles matches, particularly in best of the super juniors. And also, let's not leave out Hiromu. He deserves some love because he might feel a bit stale as champion, but he's been delivering big this year, both in and out of New Japan. He's, you know, you really feel he's trying his absolute best to keep things fresh against a mix of old opponents and new opponents from different promotions. So if he keeps delivering at this level and they have some interesting defenses in mind for the future, then I'm not going to put him in the bin just yet. No. Um, and, and keep in mind that when we were excited about the idea of the rush being champion and having all those defenses and freshening things up. That's not to say that we are down on Hiromu because he is absolutely fucking great in ring 
out of ring. It's just that, okay, we just kind of wanted to, the idea of freshness was more appealing than consistency, I guess. Um, so for me, the match ending was a, a, a probably the, the biggest disappointment I've had so far this year when it comes to New Japan um, and match results and giving a guy an opportunity for whatever reason. They decided not to do it. Um, and, and, and here's the thing. The arguments can be made. There's, there's, there's nothing wrong with him still being champion, Hiromo. It's just the safe route. And I don't know. I think I'm, I'm more of a fan of let's, let's mix things up a little bit. Um, it, it would hurt no one to have him drop the belt. Um, but again, if we could throw that match, on a forbidden door. If we could throw that match, a rematch, uh, anywhere, really. And you know, or at least I feel like the argument can be made that the, uh, they'll meet again in best of the super juniors. But yeah, it's, it was a little disappointing. I'm not going to lie because I just think that the idea of him challenging or excuse me, defending against a wide array of different wrestlers would really spice things up they went the safe route I, I can't blame them for it but they went the safe route and then of course at the end of the match we had Zack Sabre Jr. coming out and cutting a promo in Japanese and I think I mentioned this before I think it's worth noting the effort that a lot of these wrestlers like Zack and Tana and Hanare are going to to cut their promos in Japanese and, and make that connection with the home crowd which we haven't really seen a lot of Western wrestlers do uh, in over the last 10 years. I mean, Kenny Omega obviously fluent in Japanese, but beyond that, I can't really think of too many examples. So it's good to see them making the effort. Obviously those guys who've lived in Japan for a long time. So you wouldn't expect them to be learning the language, but it's good to see them flexing that. And, and Zach did a really good uh, job here. And introducing Hiromu's next challenger and newest recruit to TMDK, Robbie Eagle. So, mm. I mean, first of all, Let's let's take this opportunity to put ourselves or put put myself over in uh, helping to get this storyline up and running because uh, I was listening to the Voices of Wrestling flagship and uh, Joe was quite rightly giving Kevin Kelly I think he was talking about Kevin uh, plaudits for giving the reason why Robbie has done this because he was irritated by Leo Rush jumping the queue and, mm. and declaring himself the challenger without going through the correct channels of the chaos group chat, which of course is a, you know, a little throwaway tweet that Robbie put on Twitter and I picked up on it. And there was, you know, a bit back and forth going on there and me, you know, shit stirring saying, Oh, you should join a new faction. And so, you know, yes, Kevin was absolutely right to, to, um, you know, uh, highlight that story and that logic between, uh, uh of Robbie jumping shit. But, um, I, I helped get that ball rocking tape, but I, I've destroyed <laughs> that stirs the drink as far as New Japan narratives go. And I'm telling you, what fertile ground it is for uh, using improper usage of faction group chats as uh, grounds for wrestling feuds. I mean, maybe Sanada left LIJ because he was really annoyed at um, Bushi sending irritating animated gifts the whole time. You know, they, they, there's so many stories you could tell with this now. Um, but yeah, so uh, Robbie Eagles, I think is a great fit for TMDK. I said last week that I think he'd be a really good fit for TMDK, despite uh, getting some terrible intel from um, the, the fraud Josh 
from uh, WeWork Stiff who <laughs> told everyone that Rob was uh, definitely joining United Empire. So unfollow him. Uh, bad, bad information. <laughs> yeah. uh, Eric says, has anyone jumped as many factions in such a short time as Robbie Eagles between 2018 to 2023? He went from yeah. Bullet Club to Chaos to TMTK. Look, none of those felt forced. I mean, each of those had, I think, uh, a logical and sort of satisfying payoff about why they have jumped ship. And, and you could see it here. I think it makes complete sense for him to join TMTK. And I'm really looking forward to the match. I think Sakura Genesis Hiromu against... I don't know, I want to say sort of heelish, Robbie. I wouldn't even say TMDK are necessarily a heel faction, maybe a tweener faction, but I'll be very interested to see how and, and if even Robbie sort of changes up his in-ring style to match that. But um, yeah, Hiroma versus Robbie, you, you sign me up for that any day of the week. Absolutely. A thousand percent. A thousand percent. Yeah, I mean, it didn't take a genius to figure, you know, that was going to be a good fit. Um, a faction that desperately needed that junior heavyweight presence and... Oh, lo and behold, uh, there's a lot of connections there. So Robbie Eagles in the mix again. Uh, I don't think anybody's complaining about that. That's for fucking sure. Um, and, and here's the thing too. It does once again, switch things up, makes things more interesting. It gives people uh, a new lease on life, um, within the promotion. It's, I think it's a, a, a an absolutely awesome fit. I can't. I. I mean, look. I. I think Robbie Eagles might be, if not the most underrated guy on the roster. He's he's in the conversation of top three. Um. What do you think? Do you think the? Do you think they would make a move now with the title? I mean, Karamo's had that title for how long now? He only won it at WrestleMania. Oh, it feels like it's fucking forever. Oh my god, you're right. <laughs> I know. I thought he's successful. Yeah, you're right. Holy shit. Yeah. Yeah. Let's let's do it. Come on, let's do it. Give him the boat. Make things so much more fun. All right, Robbie Eagles. We're big fans. Excellent job. And I know he's a listener. Um, and a, and a, and at least an avid Twitter follower of ours. So. Uh, we're all for it, Robbie. Thank you very much for all that you do. And when, if and when you do rename the faction from TMDK to, well, we, we've got two options here. The Delhi does not serve pastrami, TDDNSP. <laughs> or uh, his proposal was TMDEP, the mighty don't eat pastrami. Oh. Whichever one you go for in the end, please. Yeah. Just give us a cut of the, the royalty. Yeah, we <laughs> merchandise and, and we'll be happy. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Robbie, you could put the bill for this, you know. You know, it, it would be it wouldn't be that much of a stretch, right? Uh and you know, if you could stick in a, a pastrami sandwich reference on the next promo, that would be uh that'd be lovely as well. All right? All right. Thanks, buddy. Uh, tons of other stuff on the cards. Uh, there was a really good six-man match with uh, Jeff Cobb and Aussie Open against uh, Bishamon and Okada. That was fantastic. Uh, and also this little vignette we got for... It was sort of done in a sort of Toho, sort of kaiju movie style, uh, like a, a movie trailer about something coming, something coming for Japan, landing in Japan. Uh, the tweets go, just what is coming? So Ew. obviously a, a new wrestler 
debuting or re-debuting. Uh, a lot of speculation about who that might be. Uh, AS says a long shot, but with the English video for Mystery being uploaded as something is coming, could it be perhaps for Jake something? He works New Japan shows, could come in as Finley's guy in Bullet Club. As, uh, Bullet Club need a big guy, especially if ELP is going to get thrown out. Multiverse A says, do you think the video package is for Yuya, Suji, or Kiyomiya, who will have reached the summit of his pro wrestling powers after driving Muto around LA and carrying his bags during WrestleMania weekends? Gwisto uh, 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 says, Kiyomiya really be on the verge of leaving no possibly joining New Japan. So look, before we get your picks and then who you think this mystery debutant is. Just a word on Keito Kiyomiya going to the US yeah. to accompany Keiji Muto for the WWE Hall of Fame. Uh-huh. What the fuck? <laughs> Look, he got, a, he got a free trip out of it. You know, he's going to get a uh, In-N-Out burger, I'm sure. Uh, see the sights, see the Hollywood sign, right? Set a little bit on the beach. Yeah, why not? Um I mean, here's the thing. How many people are going to fucking know who he is? You know what I mean? Like, I'm even talking about WrestleCon and people. You know, I don't even think people would. I I think there there, obviously there's a handful of of Noah supporters and fans and and fans. I guarantee you he'll just fly under the fucking radar. Like, what what is he? I don't think it's going to. Well, there's three options here. Like, one, he's just going to. I don't know what the fuck he's going for. And, and he ends up going back to pro wrestling. Though. I don't know what his contractual status is. Two, um, Muto is basically uh, recommending him to NXT, to WWE. Uh-huh. Or three, he's trying to do the sort of Sanada route, the Ishimori route of backdooring his way into New Japan by saying, oh, I'm going to try and make it in the US. <laughs> <laughs> then three days later, oh, it didn't work. Okay, I've signed for New Japan. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Did it with three days. Uh, uh, I mean, stranger things have fucking happened, and we do have a history of this, don't we, though, Joe? Um, I look, I, here's the thing. I think he should absolutely, given everything that has gone on, spend a little time in New Japan. I would, I, I would have zero problem with that. It just seems very, 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 very strange that it ends with that exclamation point win by Okada. Um, I, I mean, it, it could be something as simple as I just wanted somebody to come with me. My wife can't make it, so <laughs> I picked him. Um, and, and people are trying to make a, a bigger deal out of it than it is. Um, I mean, but it could be. I mean, look, it does seem like there's a lot of uh, what's the uh, quid pro quo? Is that what I'm trying to say here? Like, uh, all right, yeah, give me this and I'll give you that, and give me this and I'll give you that between Muda and WWE at this point. So, look. I would put my uh, I'll put my money on him uh, being the uh, videos focus. I, uh, I'll, I'll put my money on that. How about that? And who do you think this uh, mysterious new wrestler will be? Well, that's who I'm thinking. Um, that's I had to. Yeah. Oh, oh. Yeah. Oh, okay. So you think that's it's going to be Kiyomiya? Yeah. Why not? I mean, it's a long shot, but why not? I'm going to put my money there just because I just, I, I, Joel, can you, 
Can you imagine that just being it between Okada? I, right? Can you imagine? That's it. Just well, he's, he's been very smart, right? Very smart booking from New Japan because if that is it, then it just makes Okada look like a dominant badass champion. 100%. And if it's not, if it's not, then they've you know set the table for a, a, a fantastic Kikuchi-esque uh, long-term story here, a redemption arc for Kiyomiya in a company where hopefully he'll actually get booked properly. Sorry, no like, fans, I'm I, just teasing. I feel like New Japan is like the Tony Khan of Japan. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Like, you know, it's like... You know, everyone else. Yeah, yeah, just fucking... Yeah, yeah. everything we accuse Tony Khan of, we, New Japan, I say we, we caping for this corporation, this is not we. Uh, everything that we uh, accuse... New Japan and Tony Khan are doing New Japan are doing to all the other wrestling promotions. Right, right. All right. Yeah. I mean, I, I do. I mean, who, uh, who are you leaning toward when it comes to that vignette? Uh, to the chalk pick, Yota Suji, mm-hmm. um, who's, I mean, it kind of felt like with the presentation of it, it was going to be a large person. And Suji is not, he's not small, but he's not massive. But I just feel that it's about time he came back um, in terms of how he's been booked in the UK. Uh, just to give a bit of context, I was talking to uh, my friend Ian wrestling who uh, has got his finger on the pulse over there. He says, um, Suji's eaten a ton of losses in Rev Pro lately against lower card guys. He lost in the finals of a mini tournament against Rev Pro's equivalent of Young Lions last Sunday and even did the begrudging respecting to the guy who beat him. So it does look like he's on his way out of, Rev Pro. Um, I don't know. I think I saw something about him doing some dates in Mexico, but yeah, I think Suji would be a, a safe pick on who this uh, person might be. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I agree. Um, I'm just trying to be a little bit, that's, you know, I'm trying to think it a little bit outside the box, but yeah, I would say that's, that's where we're going with this. In the hobby, it's not easy being a fan of ripping packs or repacks. We hype ourselves up thinking, ah, maybe I can pull a Ken Griffey Jr. rookie card, but with zero transparency on available cards and hit rates, it's all just a shot in the dark. Until now. Introducing Slab Packs from ArenaClub.com, the only repack that provides real value, a complete view of all possible cards, and clear hit rates for each one. Now, when I buy Slab Packs at Arena Club, it finally feels like I know what I'm getting. I was able to open an Arena Club slab pack, and and I'll be honest, it was a lot better than what you normally do. Say you go to a card show, and there's a random innocuous brown bag of cards, and yeah, you can open it, and look, it's going to be junk. You're, you, you know what I mean? Like, you know what you're probably going to get in those. Maybe you find that fun, and sometimes I do. Sometimes I like just opening up cards and saying, oh, hey, look at some random cards or whatever, but if you're really in this game to, to find value and find particular cards, it sucks to have to buy these mystery packs, and it ends up being, you know, almost nothing. You know, nothing of value. Not with Arena Club. You get a display, again, of all available cards, hit rates, grading. So you know that when you're opening up the slab pack, you are going to get something valuable. You are getting something good. And Arena Club, in addition to having those great slab packs we just talked about, is also a marketplace for card collecting, buying, trading, selling, displaying, all that sort of stuff. 
But those Arena Club slab packs, man, they are revolutionizing the repack game with transparency. After your pulls are revealed, they'll immediately be placed in your vault for safekeeping or trading and selling, and you can have them officially graded by Arena Club as well. So again, setting these things off, it's going to be officially graded by Arena Club. And the Arena Club grading process is accurate, fast, and transparent with full grade rationale provided and explanation of how your card was scored. So whether you're buying, selling, trading, or displaying, Arena Club is the card collecting platform that you have to check out. So right now, I've got a special offer here for Voices of Wrestling Network listeners. You can get 10% off of your first purchase by going to arenaclub.com slash V-O-W-Net. Again, that's arenaclub.com slash V-O-W-Net. Now, that's a crazy offer. That's 10% off a $400 slab pack. $40 off right there. 10% off your first purchase. No matter what that purchase is, 10% off. Again, that's arenaclub.com slash V-O-W-Net. Arenaclub.com slash V-O-W-Net for 10% off your first purchase on Arena Club. And we thank them for sponsoring the Voices of Wrestling Podcast Network. What's going on, guys? This is Rich from the Flagship Podcast here on the Voices of Wrestling Podcast Network. If I could have a moment of your time, I'd like to tell you about one of our sponsors, Ufi Video Lock. Ufi Video Lock is a smart lock, a 2K camera, and a doorbell all three-in-one offering you triple security so you can have everything in one device rather than installing many pieces on your front door but it's not just for security the eufy video lock is also for convenience no more concerns about losing keys and you can assign passwords to your family members and see them coming back home via the integrated cameras some other great features we love about the eufy video lock is it is easy to install and set up with just a phillips screwdriver no drilling required Keyless entry, no more fumbling for keys when your hands are full. You never have to worry about kids losing keys or passing among renters. You also have 0.3 second, 0.3 second fingerprint recognition and one second unlocking. Again, 0.3 seconds, it's going to recognize your fingerprints and in one second it's going to unlock. And with the AI self-learning chip embedded, the more you use it, the more accurate it will be. Also, no battery anxiety. You have a rechargeable battery in there that could last around four months. And you will get a low battery notification before it runs out. Uh, passcode unlocking and remote control with the 2K clear sight. See who's at your door and control from anywhere through the Eufy app. With enhanced night vision, you can have optimized view even in the evening. You can also secure your package delivery by view and two-way audio. And then best of all, no monthly fee. A bunch of other brands out there are going to charge you a monthly fee. You have your recordings locally and you never have to pay for storage. Customer service. Yuffie's got you handled as well. They're on standby for you 24-7 so you can enjoy a worry-free experience with an 18-month warranty, all backed by their professional customer service team. Contact them anytime by telephone, email, or live chat. Personally, as a homeowner, I love my Yuffie video lock. I have the ability to see what's going on when I'm not home, when packages have has arrived, and, and really the thing I love the most about it, the ease of being able to lock and unlock my doors without having to fumble with my keys and reach in my pocket or wait, no crap, they're in my backpack, all that sort of stuff. All this is happening while my dogs are barking at me. You know what? Not anymore with the UV video lock. I touch it. 0.3 second fingerprint recognition. One second. Door is unlocked. Much, much easier. So if you want to jump on board with UV video lock, search UV video lock. That is E-U-F-Y video lock. Again, that's UV video lock. E-U-F-Y 
FYVideoLock or visit eufyofficial.com slash videolock to see how you can gain complete control of your door. Uh, ben says, in case you missed it, Brian Danielson said it's time to go home. He said a while back before he goes for good, he would like to do New Japan Pro Wrestling. If Danielson is the tease return, what are your top picks for him to feud with? So I don't think, I mean, absolutely, it could be Brian Danielson. I wouldn't rule it out completely. I don't think it is. Um, so let me pivot with the question slightly. One, do you think we will see Brian Danielson make an appearance for New Japan Pro Wrestling this year? And follow-up question, who would be in your top list of opponents for him? I don't think he's coming. Um, and, and I don't think he's going to be in a New Japan ring aside from what we see in, um, you know, the forbidden doors. Um, I, I honestly can't, I would love it. Don't get me wrong, but the idea of like him in G1, trust me, I hope somebody can isolate this, this sound clip and I have to eat my fucking words. I just don't say it. I, I just don't see it happening. Um, maybe, maybe I just don't want to be hurt anymore. <laughs> I just don't want to be hurt uh, by the idea of of thinking about what could be. I just don't think it's going to happen. Um, if it did happen, I mean, look, you can go up and down that fucking roster and just salivate at the idea of some of the matches that he could have with. I mean, let's start right out of the gate. Let's start with Zach. Let's start with, uh, I don't know. How about Ren? How about... Uh, I'll, I'll give you one. How about... There, there, no, one's, no one else is going to say this. Yoshihashi. Tell me that wouldn't be a great match. <sighs> it would be. But <laughs> honestly... Yeah! But, but, but <laughs> I don't think... Totally Yoshihashi pure Damon. <laughs> I don't think anyone... Given the opportunity of the the talent on that roster uh, to put Yoshihashi in that spot, I I don't I think he would be close to twentieth on my list, and that is not a disrespect to Yoshihashi. That is the fact that we are chock full of talent that I would rather see uh, a match with. So um, I'll tell you what, I would have zero problem if it were like. I would have no problem with like Yuji Nagata. I would have no problem with uh, who else? Who would I? Who would I want? I'm trying to ch- to think of guys. Uh, I'm trying to think of pure. How about Kushida? Yeah, I would yeah. like to see Kushida. Are you thinking of sort of grapply guys? grapply guys, but I just don't want to see stuff where I could see in fucking Washington, D.C. You know what I mean? Like, I don't want, like, I'm not going to name, like, Clark Connors, and I'm not going to name, you know, which I'm sure will be great matches, but I just kind of want to, folk, you know, I, I just things that maybe we haven't seen or, like, would be truly dream-style matchups. Um, like Yoshihashi. <laughs> I mean... I'm not going to let it go. <laughs> this You're is not. what you think of. I, I'll tell you what. How about the this? Man for the campaign. Brian Danielson versus Yoshihashi. Yoshi. 2023. I'll tell you what. I'll throw a name at you. How about Sonata? 
Yeah, I was thinking Sonata, actually. I like it. Yeah. I would. I think yeah, that... Just waiting for him to be put in the same G1 block as both of them. And then, <laughs> oh my goodness, I'm going to be rolling in the, the stonks money. Oh my gosh, yes. Um, I think I think that would be really good. And and not only really good, but like a nice mesh of stock. I, I might that might that might be. Oh, high on my list. Sonata field now. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, you know. Listen, he puts on, he dyes his hair, he shaves his beard. Huh? Stunks, stunks. Three minutes ago, you were saying you're not sold on him. Now you're fucking <laughs> you're fancy picking him as three matches against Frank Danielson. Well, look, look again. What a turnaround. <laughs> it's not a turnaround, and it's not a pivot. I still am very hesitant to give full support on a Sonata, uh, but I think but that, he would be your number one pick. I, for, I didn't uh, say for number Brian one. Danielson. Did not say number one. Did wow. not say, you implied it. You implied uh, it. Did I? <laughs> I, uh, I feel like uh, he would be if, if I had a notebook and a, and wrote down names, he would be on that list. Yes, absolutely. Now, number one, uh, I don't know, but again, I think uh, I would not. I would not complain. If if that match were me, let's put it that way. Okay, uh, let's get on to talking about Sakura Genesis, the whole tour, actually. Now, uh, one match I don't think has been booked anywhere, but it's kind of been hinted at is Naito against Great Okan. And Naito says he's not interested in the red throw belt. And he says if he wins it, he's going to throw it. So I would actually quite dig that. I would like to see that. So I don't know, maybe if I want it, I throw it in the future. <laughs> <laughs> I, that thing wouldn't even make my carry on. I'd leave it in Heathrow. <laughs> <laughs> Quite right. Sorry, Andy Quilder, if you're listening to this. Um, right. So we have a lot of interesting matches, not just on Sacro Genesis itself, but on the Road Two card. So we will start with April second. Um, I guess we will preview. Wait, what day of the week is April second? Will we record again before the show happens? I'm going to bring up my calendar. Yes, oh, that will be. Next Sunday. The second is Sunday, yes. Palm Sunday for those who celebrate. Um, see, I've got some friends coming over from China to visit us on the second. So I don't know if I can record on the second. So we may have to record before this has happened. Mm-hmm. But is that going to affect how we approach this? Do we need to do a full preview? No, let's not do it for no. no, Anyway, <laughs> so, Road to Sacro Genesis Night 2. This is April 2nd at Korakuen Hall. Mm. And the two standout matches here, uh, the main event, which is KOPW 2023, which will see Shingo Takagi defending against the ultimate weapon, Hinare, mm. based. in a special match. Based Aaron Hinare, Mr. Nofap, um, that's not his official moniker, by the way. <laughs> no T-shirts uh, with that. that it's on something that gives him extra powers. No, I respect it. Um, so it is going to be a special match called an ultimate triad match. So in this ultimate triad match, no countouts, no disqualifications. The only way to win is to score a pinfall and a submission and a 10-count knockout on your opponent in any order you see fit. So you oh. have to get all three of those to be the winner. Wow. Hmm. Okay. It's going to be a long match, isn't it? <laughs> it's going to be a long yeah, match. It does feel like there's a lot going on in that. Yeah. Uh, I just want to quickly say, um, if you have not already seen the backstage comments following the New Japan Cup final, 
seeing Shingo speaking in English, just something very amusing about it. Because when he cuts his promos in Japanese, there's the sort of gruff, macho, you know, affectation. like. But when he's speaking in English, suddenly his voice goes sort of very soft and kind. (laughs) So Inari was proposing the rules and Shingo's like, oh, Ultimate Trial, oh, please explain that to me. Oh, okay, all right. So Pinfall, okay, then submission. (laughs) It just sounded like a completely different person. So it was very funny. If you haven't seen it, it was very cute. I liked it. Um, I don't think... Hinari wins here. It sounds, I don't know, I'm a bit nervous about this. It sounds like it could be a, a dog's dinner. I don't know, I'm scared. Uh, I mean, again, there is a lot going on. And you know, it's just not going to be three in a row for whomever, right? It's not like Hinari's knocking out three falls in a row. So you you know you we're going to be I, this is going to be a long match. <laughs> this is going to be a long. Well, you go for the knockout first, and then when they're knocked out, then you do pin. the pinfall and get That's the referee true. stoppage. That's yeah, true. Just do all three. That's true. I would just bring ether to the ring, right? Can take care of everything all at once. To have the have the ether gimmick. Um, oh, you're fancy booking the next Yano challenge. I see. <laughs> deserve that. I did. <laughs> Certainly did. Um, yes. So, I mean, look, it's going to be long, but I, I I'm listen. I'm going to be. I'm going to be once again cautiously optimistic. The stip sound uh, like a handcuff, but let's give him the benefit of the doubt. Got good chemistry. Yep. Cup match was excellent. Yep. 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 This is a big spotlight for Hanari. You know he's going to want to shine. He's got a partner in there that can that can really make that happen. Um, the steps seem a little bit long. Um, we'll see how creative they can be. Um, watch it end in like three minutes. <laughs> Just boom, 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 done. Hits him with a chair. Boom, he's knocked out. Pins him. Away we go. <sighs> we can dream. Right, the other notable thing from this show is the fifth match, which is the Oleg Bolton. Now, I know they are labeling him as Bolton Oleg, but I mean, his name is Oleg Bolton, so I'm going to call him Oleg Bolton. This is his debut match. So it's uh, Oleg Bolton teaming with Taguchi and Shota against TMDK. So that's Kosei Fujita, Robbie Eagles, and Zack Sabre Jr. So this is Oleg Bolton's official debut match, not the Wrestle Kingdom one. That was an exhibition match. Mm. Calling that his first match is absurd. That would be like saying uh, Andrew on our Discord made a good analogy here. It would be like bringing out an, an Arsenal Academy player at the end of a match or at half time to do you know a few keepy ups and then <laughs> say, "Oh yeah, that was his debut match." No, no, it wasn't. It's not his debut match. That was an exhibition. So this is his proper debut match, and really interesting conversation to be had here just you know even his presentation because this is not a guy who i think is getting the young lion treatment just in terms of his render on the website he is wearing the singlet the red singlet so they're already presenting him differently to they would uh, a normal young lion and it's been a while since they did that i think it might have been fale was the last um debutant who was not given the sort of usual dojo Dojo Young Lion presentation. So I think the ceiling on this guy is very high. I don't know if they're going to be pulling the trigger immediately and they're going to run a big angle on this show. I don't know. He joins TMDKs that comes there, ace or whatever. Not necessarily saying that. I'm not saying that I think he's going to be IWGP champion this year, but just you you pick up the little clues like that, just in the thing, in what he's wearing. 
And the fact that he's getting all this um, ballyhoo for his debut match. You know, when is that, when's the last time that's happened where a guy gets a special exhibition match at Wrestle Kingdom and then, you know, making make a big song of dance about his debut match. They, they don't do that for Young Lions. So this is a, a special blue chip prospect who I'm, I'm very excited by. Yeah. Yeah, it, is, it does seem a little bit um, outside of the normal uh, Young Lion box. That's for, that's for fucking sure. Um <sighs> You tell me, do you see this guy as as a future star? I mean, I think it's very, very, very early to tell, but but it it feels like New Japan really wants it to happen. That's for fucking sure. Let's put it this way. He's getting the opportunities that I don't know. A lot of people don't get. So they got to see something in them. They got to they got they got to see money in them somewhere. Um, ah, I, I think I think the jury's still out, though. I mean, I think I, I think New Japan. <laughs> the jury's still out before he's even had his first match. That's that's, right, that's right. a brave call, Damon. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> really, I really went out on a limb there, didn't I? I did. Um, that that should be the sounder for what a hot take. <laughs> a, um, but my I guess my point is. Okay. Ooh, spicy. We should, we need a we need a hot take. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Together, don't we? we do. Um it's you you said it though. He's getting these he's getting a spotlight when why is he getting a spotlight? Right? So what what I guess my question is is that what do you see and what do you think New Japan sees that would allow him to have these type of spotlights um big scary muscular kazakh guy with wrestling pedigree i mean i think he looks the part what i need to see from him is can he project himself as a monster if he looks and sounds scary then the sky's the limit all he needs to do is just go in there and scream or just look like a monster project himself like a monster if he can do that then he's halfway there okay well you just described hikaleo so, no, you know. no, no. This is. I don't. Think, I don't think Hikaleo can do that. I think Hikaleo is too chill. He's too nice. I, I've not seen that that side of him. He doesn't project himself like a monster. He projects himself as. Like, as he's, a, he's a cool guy. Really, he's, he's he's sort of yeah. I don't know. I just I just get that feeling from him. The, the promos are, are not there with Hikaleo. You know, after that Jay White match, it was it was a very sort of quiet, understated promo. A guy like that, you know, a guy who looks like he, he's got to carry himself and project himself like um, the late Katsuya Kitamura. He carried himself like a monster, and we're all really excited about his progression. But you know, even then, he was a young lion, and he was getting pinned. He was in young lion matches. He was eating pinfalls from everyone. He had his best off series where he was just eating pinfalls left, right, and center. I, you know, the outcome of this match is going to tell us a lot. If he you know, it's tapping out to Robbie Eagles after seven minutes, then I said, okay, you know, we, we're taking our time here. But I think at the end of this match, we will have a much clearer idea of what they have in store for him. But yeah, okay, that that is my going to be my benchmark for success. If he can project himself as angry and scary, then he's going to be a hit. Okay. All right. And that, and again, we're, that, that's still yet to come. Okay. Um, I, I think it's a fair, fair assessment. Yes. Okay. Because just looking at his face, he he looks a bit too nice. 
and I've seen videos of him, you know, speaking Japanese and being friendly with the other dojo guys. Got, got to cut that shit out. He's got, yeah. <laughs> he's got to be a beast. Yeah, and I don't know if he's got that in him, but um, we will see. So, right. should be a very interesting show on April second, and then April third, we have two notable matches here. We have our uh, main event is the Never Openweight Six Man Tag Team Championship. Strong Star, uh, Ren Narita, Minoru Suzuki, and Elvis Prado defending their six man titles against House of Torture, Evil Show, and Yujiro Takahashi. So this is obviously going to get some time, and my thing with House of Torture at the moment is uh, Koraku and crowd elevates them to the next level the, ho- the whole thing, it can be a bit hit and miss if it's a sort of rural show where you know, you, you've got a slightly disinterested crowd, then it can bomb I mean we saw some House of Torture matches during the New Japan Cup tour that didn't land just because the crowd went into it but Koraku and Hall, I think they're going to be on their feet for it they can make a lot of noise for it. They're into it. They like the Never Six Man title. So I am projecting this one to be a very fun and raucous and entertaining match. Full of shenanigans, but fun yep. shenanigans. I think it's really good. Uh, I think... Do Strong Star retain? I don't know. I don't... I'd, I'd, be, I'd be happy enough to see House of Torture pick it back up, to be honest, because I like them. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm on board with anything they want to pull for a... Never six man title Cork in main event. Actually, right. yeah, I've I, I can't. No, we can't put a belt on Udro. Well, no, yes, that can't happen. Yeah, I don't think that. I don't think they. Will. I don't know if the belt will fit him at this point. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 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 oh my! Um, <laughs> it's uh, yeah. I'm not. I'm not. I, I think uh, they successfully defend. And again, it's this. Time and a place for everything. There's a time for Jimmy Valiant, right? Uh, and nobody wants Jimmy Valiant in the main event, but putting him in a mid card with a feud with fucking Manny Fernandez, everybody's fine with. And this is what this is. Um, and like, if 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 we're going to main event, this is where it's going to be in this building with a noisy crowd who, you know, they're they're in on the gag. Let's put it that way. They're in on the gag. So I'm I'm down with this, and I say uh, a successful defense. And we also have the sixth match on the show: the Dream Tag Team, Kazuchika Okada and Hiroshi Tanahashi versus just two guys, Taichi and Sanada, teaming at last. I am so excited for this one. I said all along I've been waiting for the Taichi and Sanada tag team, and if this is a hit, then I'm almost tempted to say you can pencil in now Taichi and Sonata for World Tag League. Yes. I think yes. there's that much that much legs to it. Uh, first of all, Damon, you watched uh, Dream Team against Bishamon, didn't I you? I did. What did you think? I thought the match was fucking outstanding. Outstanding. Like, I'm, I'm telling you, I rarely go back and you know, people will recommend, and I'll go back and watch them. What, but I rarely will make sure we talk about it like the next week. Um, it usually skips our minds, whatever. Uh, go out of your way to watch. If you've missed that anniversary show with that main event, uh, it was so like that closing stretch was fucking unbelievable. Um, and you know, going into it, I was kind of like, okay, well, who's going to take the fall here? Like, like who's going to take the fall? And I don't think 
I don't think anybody but Yoshihashi taking the fall would have surprised or, or uh, you know, I'd be shocked with. I would be shocked with. Um, I thought the idea and the, and the concept of a great tag team beating a great team of individual great wrestlers. Um, I, I love that story. I, I absolutely adore that story. Um, and the match was really good. Like that one spot where uh, fucking uh, Okada hits the elbow and he drags over Yoshihashi to the corner where Tanahashi's on the top rope, ready to give a high five. Well, and Yoshihashi gets his knees up. That was fucking great. Um, the near falls, I'm telling you, you're going to jump out of your seat. Um, I, I wish I didn't say that if you're going to go back and watch that because maybe that will – it is really a good match. And and here's the thing too, Joel. How about that crowd? That crowd was – that was like a crowd that you craved going through clap crowds for two years, three years. Like that was just so – it felt so good because everything worked. Everything worked. Um and you're right. I, I won't. I can't say a bad thing about fucking Yoshihashi and Hiroki Goto. How? I, I mean, yes, I, that, yeah. that's what I wanted to get. I want your reassessment now in March 2023 of Bishamon, please. Love him. Love him. Love him. Again, it's it's all conditioning. It's all shit that's been fucking in my head for years. Of this guy's a bum, and this guy's this, and this whatever. Fucking throw that out the window. Like, honestly, if there it, tr- truly, if there's any one match, if, if you're like me and you're always kind of on the fence with them and you're always kind of fucking eh, hemming and hauling and you're just finding shit to get annoyed with, watch this match. I promise you, I promise you, you'll see Goto and, and Yoshihashi in a different light. Promise you. Now, again, they're in the ring with two of the greatest pro wrestlers of all time. Okay. That being said, it wasn't like it was a carry job. It wasn't like it was like, oh, the, the, these guys are completely outclassed by Tanahashi and Okada. No, no, they held their own. And it was and, – and I'll go so far as to say Yoshihashi held his own, which was a absolute pleasure. Like that was a pleasure. Like that match – that to me – like, you know, there is this trend of old style tag team wrestling. And I and I'm there for it. Trust me. They delivered in a in a classic old style with with mixed in with modern, you know, moves and modern psychology and mod watch the fucking match. If you if you love pro wrestling, watch that match. It's really, really fucking good. Right, well, I think we can close the door on the Super J cast now, which I, I can now finally admit to being uh, a five-year-long psyop to get Damon to acknowledge Taichi and Yoshihashi and Sanada as brilliant wrestlers. So we, we've done our job here. Uh, so, <laughs> um, Do you think Dream Team versus Just Two Guys can reach the same peaks? I think 
that Sonata, the idea of Sonata and Tai Chi as a tag team, I think they're like just on paper. They haven't even fucking had a match. Just on paper, that's that's a future that's a future challenger for a tag title, right? I mean, that sounds I could be into that absolutely, one hundred percent. I wouldn't be surprised if that's what we say. I would be all for it, totally for it. I just love it. That's one thing I really love about you, Damon. And I mean this in, in all sincerity that there's a lot of people out there who dig their heels in with their takes about certain New Japan wrestlers. And of course you are an intelligent guy who watches the product every week, but just, it, it just fills my heart with joy to compare 2023 Damon with like 20, I don't know, 2016, 2017 New Japan Purocast Damon and like comparing if you told 2017 Damon that 2023 Damon would be really excited about the, the prospect of the Taichi Sonata tag team 2017 Damon would have probably punched you in the face so it's just a measure of, of, of success of the you know the way that these wrestlers have evolved and you know credit to us for acknowledging that because there's plenty of people out there who who don't who you know bury their heads in the sand oh what this guy's getting a push oh a new japan of rubbish blah, 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 blah. so yeah very much looking forward to that match uh and so we have matches announced for sacro genesis so first of all a uh, question here from andrew who says sumugu mitani and i don't know who that is does that name ring a bell to you while I look it up? Uh, you're going to have to look that one up. <laughs> uh, I can find a Tsumugi Mitani. Uh, so I don't know if I've written it down incorrectly. I don't know who this person is. I, I f- forgive my ignorance, but they, 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 this person will produce a dream match, a quote, dream match that transcends the boundaries of units at Sakura Genesis. What match would you put together with the people not already booked in matches? For reference, her original pitch to Obari was for this was Makabe, Taichi and Yo versus Zach, Kenta and TJP. So don't strain too hard to think of anyone beyond Tanahashi for this. Uh, these are the wrestlers on the tour, but not booked for Sakura Genesis, excluding Dads and Young Lions. So we have Tanahashi, Great Okan, Ishimori, Narita, Suzuki, Desperado, Ishii, Yo, Taguchi and Yano. So even with, with those names, people who don't have matches on Sacrogenesis. I think you, you could put quite a fun mixed faction tag team match on that. Sure. Yeah. I mean, what do you, what do you want me to do? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Just that there's going to be a, a mixed mixed unit match. Yeah, I don't sure. think this is a. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. It would be fun teaming together. Yeah. You know, it would be fun getting Tanahashi, Tanahashi and Suzuki on the same team. That would yeah. be fun. Yeah. Um, getting getting the weirdo perverts on the same team. So Okan and Taguchi and Yano together mm. would be fun. Yeah. Um, but yeah, anyway, there should, should, should be a fun match anyway. Uh, right, what else have we got on Sakura Genesis? So in no particular order, we've got Akira, Hinari and Cobb against Sho, Yujiro and Evil. So potentially that could be a six-man mm. title yeah. match if House of Torture win. yeah. Doesn't it sound like yep. that's a win then? That does sound like it's a win. Yeah. Yeah, how's Soldier winning? Yeah. And there's there's their next challenges, uh, Akira Hinari and Jeff Cobb. Uh, yeah. We also have Watto, Hikolo, and Tamatonga against ELP, Kenta, and David Finlay. So mm. maybe something to brew in there. We might get something happening 
between Finley and Fan Finlay, sorry, and Fantasmo. Hit the uh, the um, fantasy booking sound effects for that. Let's <laughs> <laughs> we'll start that. Well, it's work in progress. Um, yeah. Help us think of a better fantasy booking jingle for that. Uh, we also have Bushi, Shingo, and Naito against Doki, Kanemaru, and Taichi. And uh, getting into the meaty end of the card, we have the NJPW World TV Championship match. Zach defending against Shota Umino, who beat mm-hmm. him in the New Japan Cup. We have an IWGP Tag Team Championship match with Bishamon defending against Aussie Open. Now, expectations for that. Yeah, I'm into that. <laughs> I, that that yeah. match is going to fucking rock. Yes. Uh, we have our junior heavyweight championship match, Hiromu defending against Robbie Eagles, which we previously discussed. We also have an IWGP Women's Championship three-way match between the champion, Mercedes Monet, and two challengers. So one of the challengers is Hazuki, and the other challenger has caused a bit of a stir online because Mercedes Monet pronounced this wrestler's name the wrong way. So I'm not going to make that mistake. I have done my homework. I know exactly how to pronounce it. So uh, also be the third participant in this match, Amuzi. So uh, we're going to be looking forward to that. My, my favorite stardom <laughs> wrestler there. Of course, I'm going to get, get a reaction from Damon because I've just done a bit there. And it's <laughs> yeah, it's a, okay, so this name, the, the name is written, uh, it's stylized as A-Z-M. Okay. And uh, I think Mercedes pronounced this as I don't know how she pronounced it A Z A Z M or Azum I don't know what she said but it's pronounced Azumi and I've ruined my own joke there. Uh, but <laughs> there we go. We've got a women's championship match. <laughs> and our main event is of course the IWGP World Heavyweight Championship match with the champion Okada. Uh, in his third defence against the New Japan Cup winner, Sanada. Now, I don't know, we may have talked about this last week, but the Okada-Sanada series, for me, uh, ran out of legs in 2019. I think they wrestled each other four times, if I'm not mistaken. There was a New Japan Cup final. Then there was, I believe it was a title match at Dontaku. Then there was a G1 match, and then they had the King of Pro Wrestling match, and it just felt like diminishing returns yeah. for me by the end of that. And, and I know this is sort of a disconnect with the Western audience and the Japanese crowd because I think that King of Pro Wrestling match got a lot of plaudits. I think it may have won the Tokyo Sports Match of the Year, and the context for that being, I think it was after a, some sort of natural disaster. There might have been a, I, I can't forgive me, I can't remember what it was. But yeah, there was I a kind of, remember that, yeah. of was it was it a typhoon? Uh, but. Yeah, yeah, maybe that was it. I, I apologise for forgetting. But yeah. my point is, I think this could be a very different match because this is not, hey, well done, kid, you did your best, Okada. This is Black Trunks. He's got no time for your bullshit, Okada. And he came out and said as much at the end of the New Japan Cup final. It was like, what took you so fucking long, you punk, blah, blah, blah. And then Sanada was saying, okay, you said your bit now clear off, get out of the ring. This is my time now. So it's the two guys with a very different attitude. And, you know, we're seeing these New Japan main events go, you know, a bit tighter, a bit shorter. I think this one could be really great. I think there's a lot of people who might be hand-waving Okada Sanada, who I suspect by the end of Sacrogenesis are going to be eating a, a slice of humble pie. I think this one's going to be really good. I hope so. 
I hope so. I, I, look, and you're right. I think one of the most under talked about and undervalued item that has happened so far this year has been, and you know, we call it, you know, dickhead Okada or black tights Okada or whatever the fuck you want to call it. Uh, I think this subtle, subtle uh, move to have Okada be this <sighs> cocky, but not like Rainmaker cocky, right? He's, he's, He's almost the guy who's been there, done that. You're not fucking impressing, pressing me. And no, this is ang- angry. You're wasting my fucking time. Correct. Yep. Absolutely. So it, I love it. I mean, it does add just a little bit of spice to an already great pro wrestler. Uh, and again, we've talked about Sonata at length here today. So I, look, at the very least, I'm going to try to go into this with no preconceived notions, which is very difficult to do. Um, and I urge everyone to give it a shot because you're right. It, this does feel different and it has the potential to be great. Um, I'm not saying it will be. I'm saying that my interest in this match is okay. We have, we have, it, it feels different. Let's, See if it's executed differently. Um, and if it is, we could have ourselves a really fucking great main event. David Bentley Fart says, is it finally time to pull the trigger and give Sanada the win over Okada? I can't see a downside of giving him a short reign to see how things go. He's popular domestically and it will be a fresh face in the main event scene. So do you think pull the trigger and give him that cup of coffee reign with a title? Mm. Because there's a non-zero chance of that happening. I could see it. I mean, I could see it too. Do you think... Whew. I, I tell you what. All those preconceived notions came flooding back in, in at once. I could, actually, <laughs> I could actually feel my body physically... <laughs> he physically recoiled. Yeah. It really did the Not idea. Not only Sonata winning the title, but, but coming to Washington, D.C. and coming to Philadelphia, <laughs> holding that title. <laughs> holding that title. The world champion. Woo. Man. Uh, look, I'm going to say the possibility is on the table. Absolutely it is. And I think this is one of the first times where I'm actually going into this thinking, all right, there's a possibility that this fucking guy's going to win the title. Um. I think that's absolutely on the table. Do I think it's going to happen? I'm going to say no. I'm going to say no, it doesn't happen. But for the first time in, a, in, in years, I can sit here and say, you know, I would not be surprised if they, if they, if they did do this. Uh, we, we weren't buying on any of the near falls no. in the 2019s. No. Right. None. Now, yeah. we're going to bite. I'm going to be biting. Yeah. Uh, and, and I agree with you. I don't think he will win. And the reason I don't think he wins is because of that DC show. I think, you know, that's a, a place for, you know, nice, easy Okada defense there. I mm-hmm. can't see Sonata going into that as the champion. I have, I have, a, I just have a lot of difficulty picturing that. Uh, yeah, I'm going to say it doesn't happen, but. What, this match, you're going to, you're going to, yeah, you're going to bite on the near falls. 
I, I, I can't see how you wouldn't. Um, and if they play it up right and push that button, again, this could be a really great match. This could be a really great match um, if they play their cards right and they and they and they work that. Like if they work that well, that the idea of near falls and this guy being a fucking ass hair away from winning the title, this could be a really good match, Joe. Epica says, how big of a draw is Sonata in the US? Is he popular enough to main event a couple no. of shows on top? Or is the name of the brand strong enough to sell out? No, I like, doubt. No. Yeah, no, He's a non-factor here. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, again, uh, if he shows up at a New Japan Pro Wrestling show, are there going to be people in line to get his autograph? Absolutely. Outside of that, uh, I mean, it's just zero impact whatsoever. I re- I, yeah. I, and I say that. I mean, he might be there. Like- I was going to say he might be the poster child for the, that disconnect between the two fan bases. Yes. Yeah. 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 You're right. The, I mean, Jay White definitely held that crown for a long time. Um, but yes, yeah, Sonata. Sonata is his prince. If 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 uh, Jay White was the king of that, yeah, absolutely. NJ's villain says, regardless of the outcome of Sakura Genesis in two weeks' time, who's next in line at wrestling Dontaku? Is it too far-fetched to have ELP as a challenger? I mean, I've talked at length about how the chalk pick would be Finlay, but uh, ELP would be an, an interesting swerve. And yeah, I do think something may be going down in that six-man match. So, I don't know. ELP? Who do you think? I, I just don't think that there's anything like indicating that that's the route that they're going to go. Now, um, I think there's like, here's the thing. I, I really feel like that we need to give ELP a, a singles title, something um, to to help boost his name. Um, and even Finley has something along those lines. So, um, you know, even if you gave ELP a tag fucking belt, I'd be happy with. I, I I can't see ELP challenging at this point. No. Okay, well that is uh, Sakura Genesis. The whole tour. Uh, let's quickly just touch on Multiverse United, which is taking place this Thursday, March thirtieth, in uh, the Globe Theatre. So this is a crossover show between Impact Wrestling and New Japan. Before I read the card, Damon, would you? Okay, so you're familiar with Josh Alexander, right? Yes. How high on your list of guys you were looking forward to see would Josh Alexander and Will Ospreay have been? Would they be in your sort of top five for this show? Top three, even? Yeah. Top three, I would think. Yeah. Yeah. Both injured, so both off the show. Right. So <laughs> already <laughs> cursed. So this is the card we've got so far. So uh, Yuya Uemura versus Gabe Kids. Uh, this is a kickoff match. And then we have Tanahashi filling in for Osprey. So we're all looking forward to Osprey versus Mike Bailey, which sadly is not happening. So it's going to be Tanahashi versus Mike Bailey. Then there's Impact Knockouts Championship four-way match with Diona Perazzo against Giselle Shaw and Mickey James. Oh, no, isn't Mickey James injured as well? This might be out of date and... Miyu Yamashita. We've got an eight-man tag match with PCO Callahan, Alex Coglin, and Fred Rosser against Joe Hendry, Eddie Edwards, Tom Lawler, and JL Kratos. We have the Impact World Tag Team Championship four-way match with the champions, that's Ace Austin and Chris Bay, against the challengers, 
Motor City Machine Guns, Alex Shelley and Chris Sabin, TMDK, Bad Dude Tito and Shane Haste, and Aussie Open, Carl Fletcher and Mark Davis. So that one looks quite tasty as well. We've got an X Division Championship six-way scramble with Rocky Romero, Clark Connors, Kevin Knight, Trey Miguel, Rich Swan, and Frankie Gazarian. Singles match between Jeff Cobb and Moose, and the Impact World Championship match. Uh, so sadly, Josh Alexander's had to vacate, which is a real shame because I think they had a run of shows coming up in uh, Josh's uh, native Canada mm. to look forward to soon. So a, a really sad way for him to have to vacate that. So the challengers. Kushida, and it will be against, I believe it's Steve Macklin, who I must admit I'm not hugely familiar with. I am aware that this is a guy who used to be on NXT. He was um, Steve Cutler from the Forgotten Sons, I think they were called. Fun fact, right? His first NXT match, is the NXT debut match, he lost to CJ Parker, uh, a.k.a. Juice Robinson. Mm-hmm. So... Uh, there you go. So, you know what, actually, Damon, in spite of those injuries and in spite of my lack of knowledge or interest in impact wrestling, I think that's quite a fun card. Yeah. I mean, it, it does feel like they're squeezing in as many people on this fucking show as they possibly can um, with all the different titles with multi-man, four-way, three-way, 800-way dances. Um but it does – I mean, it's – look, I don't think it's a – I think it's a good card. I think it's a good card. I think it's going to be a hard sell for people um, that are not familiar with the Impact brand. Um, but, yeah, I mean, on paper it sounds – I mean, there's nothing there where it's like, oh, you know, you have a you have mega stars, right? There's no main event where you're just like, okay, this is, uh, you know, I'm already writing this in my notebook. Um, but I'll tell you what this is. I'll tell you why I like this. This is a lot of guys who I have a lot of affection for because I was watching them on Strong. Yes. Every week. Yes. And they're in interesting matchups here. This is why I like it. And none of them are bad. Like all the, all the, every name that you mentioned can fucking go. It's just, again, is it the sexiest lineup? No. Is it a lineup that uh, is solid? It is. It is. Um, is it something that's where people are tripping over themselves to throw money at, at, at Ticketmaster to get tickets? I don't know. That's, I, I, I mean, probably not, right? Probably not. But is it is it required watching? I don't know. Is it required watching, Joel? I will watch it. I okay. don't know how to watch it. <laughs> I've not really looked into it. I don't know what. I don't know if this is a pay per view or. I'm looking on New Japan World and I can't see any yeah, mention so, of it. Is this going to be a fight TV fiasco? Uh, let's see. So this is what date did I say? It March. Yeah, it is not listed on New Japan World. So right. <laughs> let me look it up. Um, All right, look it up. What's See, it I'm, I'm <laughs> dying about the name of the fucking show. <laughs> um, What's the show called? What did I say? I don't know. Oh, you tell United. me. You brought it up. All right, Multiverse United. Multiverse United. Is, uh, oh, yeah, it's a pay per view. Pay per view. How much are they charging? Yeah. Uh, 
I don't know. I'm just looking at the Wikipedia page. Uh, fight, yeah, fight TV. Fight TV. So let's have a look. Let's go to fight TV. All right, let's now go to. Oh fight well, TV. you can do you do your usual trick of um, ordering it, waiting for the inevitable. <laughs> uh, but then again, the, the, if this is impact, impact, to, they're not complete boobs, are they? They would, they would probably be able to broadcast a baby without fucking something up. I mean, I, I mean, I I'm, I really I don't think I've watched a TNA show in forever uh march 30 30th right well i don't know this what's this is free is this free no it's gotta be like a pre-show right uh, uh 20 24.99 25 bucks let me let me tell you something if you're gonna spend 25 bucks on that give us 25 bucks <laughs> <All right. laughs> i mean let's let's be very truthful here you mean to tell me we haven't given you more excitement, more more passion, more energy, more everything than Steve Macklin? <laughs> right. I'm just I'm just throwing it out there. Right. Give give us that fucking money if you're if you have twenty five dollars to spare. Uh, you might want to throw more away. Perfect segue to the closing of the show. Redcircle.com forward slash shows forward slash super dash j dash cast. You can put your twenty five dollars there. Uh, Discord link you can get by sending me a direct message on Twitter at Cobra Kawaii and ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash SuperJCast for our lovely t-shirts. Big thank you to Editor Dan. You can find him on Twitter at LousyHero219. Subscribe to the Voices of Wrestling Podcast Network for other great shows. Give us a five-state review on iTunes. Follow us on Twitter at the SuperJCast. Thank you everybody for listening and goodbye. <laughs> Music, it's not just part of our daily lives, it's part of our wrestling fandom as well, and it has been for decades. That's where this show comes in, Music of the Mat, the podcast devoted exclusively to the music of pro wrestling, hosted by Andrew Rich. Hey, that's me. Each episode delivers a different topic with a variety of great guests, fun conversations, musical analysis, and of course, a heartfelt pun or two. New episodes drop every other Tuesday on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or your podcast app of choice. Check out Music of the Mat only on the Voices of Wrestling Podcast Network.